No my haramai and welcome to the Soul Rehab, Self-Healing for the Soul. I'm your host, Petsi Kainuku, also known as the Voyaging Soul, spiritual guide, therapist and self-proclaimed soul expert with over 20 years of experience working in the mental health and addiction space here in Aotearoa, New Zealand. Each week, we will navigate the realms of self-healing, sharing authentic narratives, wisdom and knowing that empowers you to illuminate the self-healer within. Grab a cuppa, come sit down and share space and time. Kia rano, welcome back. Um, this is this episode is part one of a series that we're going to do here at the Soul Rehab about self healing tools, practices, approaches, maybe um, techniques. And there is something that I before we get into that stuff, you know, to, to approaches, techniques. Before we get into that stuff. What I do want to talk about is the concept of the mind. And the reason is, is because, fuck, I spent so much time in the mind space, you know. And a lot of it came because the messages that were around me in the environment, um, you know, things that were on, well, there wasn't social media back then. Well, there was. I think it was Bebo, but... The messages around me, things that I was seeing was in order for me to have a better life, in order for me to enhance my life, in order for me to fix the issues that I was navigating at the time in my 20s, that was when I had um, OCD, um, anxiety, depression, um, in order to fix those things, it was a mind thing. It was a mindset thing. You know, if I could change my mind, I would be able to fix the distress and the hurt and pain and all of the fucking things that I was navigating, right? So I had that fixation on mental health. Back then it was mental illness, you know, and that wasn't that long ago, but mental illness, right? So that was, that I was so fixated on it to the point where it is that lots of you know, it's one of the reasons why it is that I chose to go into the mental health and addiction field, why I chose to first off volunteer and then work, work as a support worker and figure out a way in which that I could get to the nuts and bolts, right? Um, and... I remember like, so many of the messages were like, if you change your mindset, um, if you think positive, that was the one, if you think positive, all you need to do is think positive. And you know, at the time, all I had was the, you just think positive and that's going to help you. And it's so difficult. The um, obsessive compulsive disorder really is about having these um, obsessive thoughts, right? And so I've shared also openly that for me, those thoughts were like, if I didn't do these particular rituals, that people were going to die, you know? And so even, you know, I remember I could only, for a period of time, I could only go right when I was driving, right? And so I would have to plan the wherever I was going, I'd have to do these plans and I'd have to fucking map it out before I even left because I could only drive right down certain streets and there was these whole things. And then having this sort of concept consistently being spoken around me about all I needed to do was think positive. I was like, how the fuck do you do that? You know, how do you think positive? Um, the other thing was too is that concept around your thoughts, what you think is is what you bring into your life. I'm like, well, I don't want to bring death into my life. And that's all I was thinking about all fucking day. You know, if I didn't operate in a particular way, these are the things that were going to happen. 
Anyway, so this this mental focus was where it is that I invested all of my energy. And it sounds like when I look back on it now, um, and that, you know, it's a number of years ago, I'm, I'm now 40. Um, when I look back on it, at the time, the overly or the, the overly focusing on mental health is a lot of the reason what detached me from my spiritual practices that I had known that were innate to me, right? Because my journey as a spiritual practitioner is something that I was born into. My gifts are things that have always been there for me. And so it wasn't because my not engaging in spiritual practice wasn't because um, necessarily because the messages around me was, you know, like you didn't want to be doing things like that because you're looking crazy. That wasn't my experience. And I'm not saying that that's not other people's experiences. It just wasn't my experience. For me, it was because the little bit of fucking energy that I had, you know, like I was a mum, I was going through all of the shit, I was depressed, I was like trying to find myself, I was living away from my family, the little bit of energy that I had, I invested into understanding or trying to sort my mental health, my mind stuff, right? And so now when I look back on it, when I think about the mind, I think about it in this way. So for me, the brain is the hardware, so that's our physical brain, right? Tangible thing that we can touch. Well, we can't really touch it, but, you know, we can touch. The mind thing is the metaphysical thing. That's the software stuff. But what do we know about software? My mind was only ever going to tell me what it had experienced. And so in a spaces or in those in those moments when it is that I had no fucking hope because there were times where I was um, had suicidal thoughts, you know, um, also something that it is that I've spoken about um, publicly. But in those moments, what I realised now looking back on it is holistic health and well-being is about the utilisation of all parts of you, right? But because I was so mind-focused, I was really unwell because that hope, the hope that I needed to continue, that, um, you know, curiosity about the world, um, that courageousness, you know, which are all things that are central to spiritual practice, right? Um, if you had nothing in spiritual practice other than being curious and courageous, you will get everywhere you needed to get to, right? Um, but because I was so mind-focused, I wasn't utilizing the other tools that I had, the other practices that I had, right? I was so fucking invested into mastering this mind stuff that those things that were actually innate for me, that were a part of my upbringing, a part of things that were integrated into my life, um, those spiritual practices, those were things that I didn't do, right? And so as it is that I learned more about in terms of my own experiences and as a practitioner as I was learning about the psychology of things and how things moved and operated the more that I learned about trauma the more that I learned about trauma the more that I learned that you can visit trauma but you can always uh, you can also come back from it right 
Um, and so what I realized is that actually I was needing all parts of me. There was a really big breakthrough for me. The way in which that I explain it when it is that I'm mentoring people that are wanting to integrate spiritual practice into their practice. So this is practitioners. These are people that are counselors, um, that are psychologists, people that are rungoa practitioners, kaimirimiri, massage therapists. These practitioners are practitioners, right? Um, and I should speak a little bit more into into practitionership maybe in a, in a later episode um but when i'm speaking with them i always talk about this concept of the the mind you know that metaphysical and the way in which that i explain it is a way in which to see how your physical experiences your body experiences and your spiritual experiences can be integrated can complement each other um so from a physical body point of view the brain has a conscious mind a subconscious mind an unconscious mind right and so what happens is that everything goes into the conscious mind um, and there is no right or wrong, right? There's no there's no mechanism that says, oh, this is right or this is wrong and an experience is an experience. What happens is when there ha- there's repetition or where there are things that are really significant, um, impact you significantly, impact your flow, your vibration significantly, they come into the subconscious mind, which is like our memory bank, um, where our behaviours are driven from, those types of things. For some people, they talk about the unconscious mind. For other people, they don't, right? But the unconscious mind is not not in your knowing, okay? From a spiritual point of view, the subconscious mind doesn't exist. And we know that because if it did exist, we would come into the world with all our soul knowing and integrated into us, right? But we're on this journey of reclamation or revival, um, re-illuminating those things, right? That's a part of the experience, the human experience that we're all navigating right now in this moment. But from a spiritual point of view, because the subconscious mind isn't a part of that, you know, metaphysical mind stuff, what then happens is that you are either in your the space of consciousness or unconsciousness. So consciousness in your knowing, unconsciousness not yet in your knowing, right? The which is another another episode that we can talk about later on. But the the thing with the spiritual space is that most people it's 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 almost um fashionable to sit within the space of consciousness, right? That's what you know, in knowing all the time. If you're in your knowing all the time, like how really are you going to have an you know uh uh authentic spiritual um a, a authentic human experience okay because our human experience is about having experiences and it's not about knowing everything right the key is like when we talk about spiritual mastery what we're talking about as spiritual masters of ourselves is how it is that we move and we're able to navigate that unconscious. For some of us, that's the space of unlimited potentiality, right? And so I explain it like that, but it sort of helps us to understand that our mind, our brain, whether it be from a human body perspective or a spiritual perspective, has its place. There are ways in which that we can utilize those perspectives in order to be able to enhance our lives, right? And so 
So for me, I can't change what other people say or what, what's happening um, on the radio and stuff like that. I can. I've got some control over it. I can turn it over. I can remove, my, remove myself from con- uh, conversations. I can unfollow. Um, there's all of those types of things. But the most powerful tool that we have right? If we think about how the mind works, whether it be from a body point of view or human point of view and a spiritual point of view, is that what are those things? What's the thing that's going into that space of consciousness? Like what is it? What, 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 what's happening within there, right? It's words and pictures. You know, that's why it is that affirmation and, and narrative and creating stories and understanding your patterns. That's why those things and patterns for me is another word of your flow, your energetic vibration, your soul vibration, right? And so Words and pictures help us to be able to explain and interpret those things between our mind, body and soul, um, mind and brain, um, whatever it is that, that's for you, the different parts of us, right? I think often when we talk about different parts of ourselves from a holistic point of view, we're talking about ma- mainly all of those different things that we've navigated, the hurt, the pain, the, the loving part of ourselves, the part of us that carries shame. Like Even before we get there, we need to be intimate with the mind, body, soul components of us, right? And and spiritual components, because for some people, soul and spirit are not the same thing. I'm one of those people where soul and spirit are not the same thing. The same thing around mind and brain. Sometimes they're terms that are used interchangeably, but for me, they are different things, right? They allow for me to be able to see different parts of myself in in their entirety, but more, more importantly, to build intimate relationships with each part of myself. And so words and pictures, powerful as, you know, and we know that within marketing, we know that within social media, we know that within narrative type therapies, when we're utilizing words and visuals, perspective, experiences that it is that we've navigated um, in our healing journeys, you know, and it's a lot of the reason why it is that I share of my own journey um, and I like to hear of other people's journeys is because hearing and seeing you know, mind, uh, pictures and words, those are powerful tools that we can utilize, right? They can really enhance our lives. The other most significant thing about the words and pictures thing, and it is the focus of this uh, part one um, of self-healing tools, is as humans, right? The way in which that we are biologically created is that... We want nothing more than to be seen and heard. And being seen and heard is really powerful, right? And so we also know that as humans, we are here to connect, share space and time with other people, right? Other energies for some of us, you know, whatever form energy comes in, whether it be in human people form, it can be an animal form, it can be spiritual form. But being seen and heard is powerful. Being seen and heard also helps us to see and hear ourselves. But it is so much, so it is so different. It is, it is so different to be seen and heard by somebody that you have respect for, somebody that for, for some of us it's about being seen and heard by the people that we, that we love, that we hope love us, you know, these types of things. But words and pictures, being seen and heard, you know. 
um, in terms of words and pictures as well, journaling. Journaling is a powerful thing that can be transformational for some people. Like I've said, affirmation. Um, for some of us that are more spiritually inclined, you know, utilization of spiritual tools, using crystals, because they're words and pictures, right? They have a story, they have a whakapapa to them, especially those, you know, element things that we draw upon. Music, again, words and pictures, like we're hearing the words, but through that, it, it creates memories or illuminates memories and moments in our in our journey. Um, it evokes those stories of old and allows for us to be able to create stories of new vision boards. Another words and pictures thing, um, but there are so many iterations, there's so many different ways in which that we can utilise words and pictures as a self-healing tool. Um, words and pictures, we can create tools, you know, some of us, we've created cards, some of us, we've created journals, you know, um, workshops, um, things online, you know, um, practices, again, they're things that are created through words and pictures, um, even an approach, you know, in order for me to be able to share of an approach, I have to share um, energetically words and pictures to help people to be able to have something to engage with, you know, to connect to. Um, I really do think, you know, um, like I said earlier, that in order to be able to create or to be an amazing self-healer, you know, in, in order to be, and whatever, whatever, however you define that for you, right? Amazing might not be the word that aligns for you. But in order to be a self-healer, the most important thing is the self stuff. And so when we talk about self, it's not just about doing things in isolation on your own, right? It is about that curiosity and courageousness to be able to look within, but also to be able to advocate for yourself or to utilize your own self-healing tools in order for you to be able to make aligned decisions about other modalities or other approaches or tools or techniques that you engage with outside of yourself, right? Um I really am excited, you know, this is talking about spiritual healing tools and techniques and practices, is, it's where it's at for me, right? And if there's anything that I can leave you with in this moment, it's this, you know. Self-healing is about self-mastery. Self-mastery is about emotional intelligence. It's about energetic intelligence, you know, um, it's about all of those things. But first and foremost, it's about you and it's about your understanding of what self-healing is. You know, in order to be able to understand the tools that you have, the, the skills, knowledge and wisdom that you have already, um, to be able to identify it, understand it but then also create your own which is where the power really is is being able to create whatever it is that you need to create that enhances your life right when you're able to create when you are in that space where you know you know that that it is 
fundamental to the way in which that you live your life that you in a moment can create whatever it is that you need in order to live your best life that's where the power is at um thank you so much for coming and sharing space and time today i look forward to sharing more about self-healing tools practices techniques approaches um thank you thank you for sharing space and time